0: Listening to the Getting Smart podcast, where we unpack what is new and innovative in education. Mary recently sat down with Eric Schneider, assistant superintendent of Minnetonka Public Schools, which serves over 10,000 students and is located in the Greater Minneapolis area. Eric and his team have taken a unique approach to gather input for strategic planning that drives innovation, including the use of a platform to crowdsource ideas. This process has been used by districts in several states now under the umbrella of the nonprofit Innovate K-12. Let's listen into to Mary and Eric's discussion and learn more about the district's innovation approach to success.
1: Hi, Eric. Welcome to the Getting Smart podcast. So glad you could join us today. Um, this, we're meeting with Eric Schneider, the associate superintendent in Minnetonka Public Schools. Eric, tell us a little bit about what you do and uh, what brings you to this podcast.
2: Yeah, thanks, Mary. Thanks for having me. Um uh, as you said I'm the associate superintendent here in Minnetonka Public Schools um, about 10,000 students in the suburban district just outside of Minneapolis and um, uh, prior to this I was a high school principal out in uh, Napa Valley Unified uh, vintage high school in Napa so um, and um, and uh, in in my role here in Minnetonka what I've what I oversee largely is the academic program so it's and we're a very high performing school district with uh, really high levels of student achievement but um, what some folks don't know about Minnetonka is we're all also, a very innovative school district, and we've really built a strong culture of innovation here. And uh, I think that's what we're going to talk about today a little bit is how you know, kind of how we did that, and how other districts are starting to use some of the strategies that we've developed.
1: Exactly. Awesome. Thank you, Eric. We look forward to diving in and hearing more about what you're doing with Innovate K twelve and to make a difference in Minnetonka and beyond.
2: Sounds good. Uh, really the story goes back to 2009 2010 really before I came to Minnetonka because the superintendent then who's the same superintendent now is Dennis Peterson um, they were uh, going through the, the uh, strategic planning process and really came to the realization that uh, that that process wasn't working anymore in Minnetonka for a number of reasons and so the the, the consultant said you you, you should you should consider innovation as a as a strategic plan, and um, and so I was hired in to basically build that. Uh, build that model, and we're in our seventh year now. And some of the things that we have experienced have really been pretty amazing. And, and we've got some other districts that have uh, that have noticed and have replicated the model. And now we're up to eight districts, uh, maybe nine or ten even that have done so. And um, we're at the point now where there's so much interest in doing this that uh, we're we're actually starting up a nonprofit called Innovate K twelve that uh, that will have the bandwidth to support those districts. And, you know, I don't know exactly how blue the sky is for this concept, but, um, I, I think there's a, there's an, there's kind of a hunger for it that I see in the, in the teaching world, because, um. It's just so rare for, for frontline staff to have such a voice in the strategic planning of a, of a school district, and I think they're really ready for it. And our, our data shows us that they are here, and, and these other districts that have launched are seeing the exact same reaction from staff, and, and they're getting great ideas. So it's a combination of you, you get great ideas uh, to surface, and you really uh, engage and empower your, your workforce.
1: Well, and one of the things I love, Eric, just reading and learning more about what you're doing is when you talk about engaging frontline staff and the people who really are um, informed and doing the day-to-day work each day in a district, to engage them and others in an innovation challenge, a design sprint session, and a celebration, like, tell me that's part of strategic planning, and I want to sign up like that. That's a little bit different than like, okay, we're going to go sit in a meeting, and we're going to collect ideas. So talk about how you that whole process, um, and especially probably those three, what seem like anchor activities that engage the whole uh, district. And then we can talk a little bit more about some of the behind the scenes work that you do with leaders.
2: Well, it, you, you've captured it really exactly right. I mean, we really call them you know, kind of the three distinct seasons of, of the of the innovation year for us. The fall, we run a big event. Uh, we in, in Minnetonka, we call it the Big Hunt for Ideas. But every district that's doing this, they they customize their own their own event and they brand it accordingly. But um, but that's just a really big engagement session where um, you know people are sharing ideas and socializing it's all through a website right so it's software driven and the i won't go into the wonkiness of the algorithms but they but it's really cool the way it um, kind of tracks which ideas are are trending etc and then we do a lot of voting etc we we get to the end of our fall event and you know we we typically have about 200 250 ideas that come from our staff and we're able to you know, through through socialization and voting, we know what the top ideas are. And so we take those ideas into the winter and we that's where we bring in human centered design. And and we get you know, now we're, not in a, now we're not on the website anywhere. Now we're live in a room with people who have been connecting on, on the website. Now we get them in a room together and we, we basically do that design sprint that you talked about. We, we say, okay, for the next 90 minutes, we're going to go through the human-centered design process. We're going to get to the end. We're going to have a prototype and we're going to test it. We're going to see if this idea is as great as, as, as you know, the crowd thinks it is. And, and so that's a real challenge. And, um, you know, we've, we've gotten better at it over the years. But, uh, you know, as I look around at other school districts that are really leaning into human centered design, uh, as an instructional strategy, and as a problem solving tool, it's like, I get it, it, it totally works. And then, and then you know once we've got all that prototype work done, you know we've got to test it, right? So we got to actually have to execute on the prototypes yep. and see what what works. And so that celebration event in the spring is a big deal because you know, that's kind of where we 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 pull back the curtains. You know we kind of take all this all this data out of the incubator uh, that we've been working on and and we share with the community. We say, okay, look, here here are the ideas that came to us. Here's what we tested. Here's what's working. Here's what we're gonna keep growing. Here's what we're excited about. Here's what didn't work. You know, we can try that again next year. Next year's event, we can. You know, and and oftentimes we'll have ideas that that fail in in workshop or fail somewhere, mm-hmm. and sure enough, next fall at the event, someone puts it in again and says, "Hey, this didn't quite make it last year. <laughs> yeah. Let's try it again." <laughs> we get we get we have stories of ideas that on, on it took four years before it um, had enough. You know. Uh, different perspectives and efforts and different, you know, leaders coming and going before we we finally hit a bullseye, you know? So, so it's, it's, I mean, those are some of our favorite stories because.
1: Right. I mean, what a great model for how we, how learning is in an innovation economy and in today's world. And to be able to reflect that in the strategic planning process is really, really exciting.
2: Right, and 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 the you know, and we really talk about that with our staff. We say, you know, if we're going to be a, a, an innovative school district, we have got to be persistent on, you know, and and work through failure. We've got to persevere when when things seem dark and, and hope you know hopeless. You know, it's like and, and and interestingly, you know, it's the same stuff we want for our kids, right? So it's it's not a hard pivot to say, and, and we've done it now, and I, we we do this with our students now. Mm, great, and. And the kids are amazing. They love it, and they are great at it. They're instinctively drawn to you know that creative ideation process. And what's what's super fun with the kids with our student version of it is we were we were worried that you know what if we can't deliver on their ideas? What if they get disappointed because mm-hmm. the failure? And uh, so we took a couple of years before we really went for it with the kids but it was funny because like halfway through the the year with the kiddos we were kind of stressed out about some ideas that were 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 hitting turbulence and and the kids said to us like look we don't care if this works or not we're just here to learn the process
1: Uh, that that is a moment eric like that that is something to celebrate the fact that they're you know feel honored to be included and recognize that it may or may not um play out the way that they might recommend but just to to know how much, what that says is a value to their input into the system. And so do they um, talk about how that is in Minnetonka today, a little bit more, you've referenced that like a little bit over the years and how maybe it, uh, the whole concept started after being, you know, lack of lack of buy-in or collective efficacy or desire to do more and do better in an innovation way. So how has it evolved and how would you describe it today?
2: Well, I, you know, I think always the true test of any, you know, idea is, you know, if you were to take it away, how would people respond, right? And, and I can tell you, if you, took a, if you took the big hunt for ideas away from Minnetonka staff, they would, they would revolt. I mean, it would be um, – it, it, it is such an important part of who we are now, and people look forward to it. And you know, we, we kind of say, though, you know, our dream here is that we don't really need an event to be innovative, right? Like it's like, you don't need to wait for the big hunt. And it, we, we, we launch the first week of October every year. So that's our launch week. And we kind of give, we give teachers the month of September to get to know your kids and get your classroom, you know, uh, uh dialed in. And then we launch the hunt, uh, in October. So everybody knows that that's, we do it every year the same way because I, and that's an important point. I mean, to, to really run a good innovation program, there's gotta be a structure that's predictable. Like Staff need to know that there's a certain cadence, and 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 I can trust this because they're not going to change it. You know, it's it's going to be basically yeah. the same. Workflow, and that's uh, really important. I always emphasize that with folks. It's like the the biggest way you lose credibility is when you change the rules or change the you know the the process on people. So be careful with that. We're, we're, we learned the hard way, right? Right.
1: Like the um, paradox of right? Like on the one hand, you could say, oh, it could be a free for all and creative, and don't put limits. And on the other hand, we systems tend to respond best when there's some structure, some framework that's thoughtful that actually creates the space. Exactly,
2: like, and, and like for, for example, we've got a, a new version of how we want to run the big hunt for ideas, and and so we've been testing it in a beta version offline for two years because <laughs> we're because we're so nervous about making the change to something that's working so well. So we've we but now we've got it. I think we're ready. So. Um, and we've tested it with the few teachers and and so we're we're feeling really confident that next year we're gonna shift our our protocol just a little bit. it's It's more than a little bit, but it's but again, we've been very cautious about not changing things without testing it first because that's really what our model is all about, right? It's about you, you you prototype, you test, you know you you expand your test, uh, et cetera. So anyway, I was telling you about Minnetonka and 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 saying that uh, you know we really I mean, it, it is such an important part of the culture now. And it's such a, I mean, this is, this is not only important because our staff, you know, anticipate this and they, and they know this is their chance to have a voice, but, um, you know, people, people get passionate about it and, and it's a, it's a thing, right? I mean, people, I, I'll, teachers will come back in August and, and they'll see me walking around and they'll, they'll run up to me and say, I got my idea ready. Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. And, and, and I, and I never want to tell them that like, you know, the, the website's open right now, like you can put it in, <laughs> you know, the, the launch is just artificial. I mean, the thing's open, right? You can, but it's, but it's, I never say that because I think they like, you know, waiting till, right, the, till the, till the launch. Yeah. <laughs> But it's but there's so much of that spirit, and people take a lot of pride in it now. They're like, you know, this is this is our district. We we have a voice. It's our these are our ideas that they're working on. This isn't, you know, something someone heard at a conference. Some principal came back and said we're going to do. It's like this is this is us, and so it's powerful. Yeah,
1: and to to be able to model that and and continue to evolve as it goes. So would love to hear a little bit more about how this model has migrated. You've mentioned other districts, other environments, and perhaps in that, Eric, you can describe a little bit about the difference between traditional strategic planning and innovation strategic planning. And do most most districts who you've worked with replace their current strategic planning process with this, or is it an addition or sort of a transition? Would love to hear a bit more about that. And that might give some ideas... Really, to others who are interested in in implementing a similar or to implementing this sort of a model.
2: Well, it's and in fact, like just before this podcast, uh, I was on a uh, on a phone call with a superintendent in a neighboring district who, you know, was saying we're just getting ready to start our, our strategic planning. We're hiring a consultant to lead it, and she said, you know, maybe we're making a big mistake and we should be doing the innovation. Planning instead, and so we were. I was having that exact conversation yeah. with the superintendent just a few minutes ago, and I think it's you know the the, the group that's with us right now. We've got eight districts, and and um, I think I don't think any of those superintendents from the from the beginning said to themselves, you know, I trust this so much that I'm going to make this. I'm swapping this. I'm swapping traditional strategic planning out for for innovation planning. Um, but it doesn't take long for them to see that. That's what it is. That's what they're doing, and, and because they they just see right away the reaction they get from staff, the engagement, and anybody who's gone through st- the traditional strategic planning process, you know, right away you 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 tell the difference. You can see it, and so I've got now, um, you know, superintendents in this cohort right now on the record <laughs> saying this is now our strategic planning approach. So it's it's it doesn't take long as a, as a leader for you to see that. Um, this is better and and again it's it's I think it's there's a logic to that because and, and again, this is not a criticism of stru- of the traditional process you know the Cambridge model or, or you know there's a, there's a dozen of them out there um, but I don't think any of them have really leveraged the power of the internet right. to bring people together the the way this does, and I think that's and, and maybe they'll figure that out and, and they'll improve their their process, but you know this really Engages everybody in your, within your workforce. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a element of strategic planning that needs to be, uh, go out to the community and, 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 and you can do that. I mean, there's a lot of ways to do that still, but to engage your staff in this way, um, that, that we're doing is, it just was, wasn't possible before, you know, you just, before the internet, you didn't have this. And so now, um, you know, it's just got this transparency. And and again, instead of, instead of the the traditional process where it's a very top down, you know, even though you, you've got stakeholder representation and you've got, you've got all the right people in the room, but still it's a ginormous three ring binder with, you know, with, with a lot of stuff that, you know, good, good, well-intentioned people, you know, who know the district well, did their very best, but, you know, they're missing some of the pain point, you know, some of that empathy work out in the front line where the teachers live. And we, 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 we bring that. I mean, that's, that's what we're good at. You know, we get the honest, unvarnished engagement of the frontline people, but the wrinkle that, that, that's unique about our process is, you know, we, 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 we keep those people involved. It's not just a feedback loop. I mean, teachers who are out there experiencing the pain point, they post an idea, they become an idea champion. And then when we workshop and things start to go forward, they have an opportunity to, to step into a leadership role. They don't always take it, but but they but they often do. And and I can tell you, I mean, this is our seventh year. It's a talent development strategy in a lot of ways too, right? It is a huge talent development strategy. We, we, we have grown some of the most amazing leaders from uh, that original idea champion role to literally um, – you know some of our some of our strongest leaders have come through that process and you know i was a high school principal you know and, and and i had had a lot of great opportunities as a leader but you know i i got to see you know there are operational leaders and then there are instructional leaders and you know there's different kinds of leadership and and uh, i really like the, the 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 leadership profile that we get through this process because these are people that that are courageous enough to challenge the status quo and to name a problem and to get involved in the solution. And, you know, I want to put my money on those future leaders because that's those are the people I want to hire.
1: Right. And so many different ways. And so for people who want to continue to teach in the classroom and demonstrate leadership. It's not like there's one path to the assistant principalship or the principalship. We need leaders throughout a system. And it sounds like you're creating that opportunity through this model as well
2: yeah i think i think the traditional process just has a it's a little bit sterile you know that strategic you know it's like it's good it's good there's you know you get the white paper up on the wall and everybody's listing stuff out and it's good. I mean, I'm not trying to tear that apart. I'm just saying that I think we've built a little bit better mousetrap here. I think we've got more, more engagement. We've got more ownership. We've got, you know, I mean, when we get into these design workshops that we're in right now, these are passionate meetings. I mean, these are, these are not, these are not, you know, these are people who have been waiting for this meeting for a month and a half and they're like, they come in, um, you know, they're, they're jazzed. So it's, you know, I think when you see that energy, like in person, you realize something different is happening here. This is, this doesn't exist before. And teachers, you know, we've been, you know, we've gone through this, this era of standardization and, you know, and I think, you know, teachers have been beaten up by a lot of things during the last 40 years. I think this is, this is the first time maybe that they feel really honored and really respected. And it's, and it's life giving, you know, and it's, And, and, you know, I, 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 I literally have, have, when I, when I'm working sometimes with an idea champion or kind of letting them know, here's what's going to happen next. It's not uncommon for them to Mm. start to cry. I mean, that's, that's how emotional it can be because they're just, they can't believe it. And and so uh, I mean I, and and honestly it's like that's why it's fun for me to see other districts doing this because they're getting the exact same experience. I just got a text the other morning from John Alberts down in Austin, Minnesota, and he he shared the exact same story with me. He said, you know, I, I you know, because I told him this will happen. He said, Eric, it just happened. I just had a teacher just just completely you know, and then in or Stillwater, Minnesota, where uh, Bob McDowell shared in our last meeting how he got this email from from uh, the head custodian saying, you know thank you. Nobody's ever asked us for our wow, ideas, you know, and, and, and this is, this is such a change in, in leadership style. And he said, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. You know, you get that kind of, um, you know, that kind of uh, message from your workforce. It's like, you're going to, you're going to get someplace with that. I mean, that's, so those that's are, and those are
1: awesome indicators of engagement and success of the model. And I know you're also using other metrics. Talk more about how you, what your indicators of success are,
2: right? Well, this is this is big because you know any any superintendent's going to say you know well, give me give me the you know give me the numbers, and so you know we we kind of break it apart into um, we've got success metrics that we track. So you know we track, and was, that's what's nice about the software is the software gives you daily analytics, right? So I know exactly how many people are logging in every day. I know exactly what all the you know what the breakdown by site looks like. So you know I've got. I've got great data on, you know, again, just daily engagement, uh, um, you know, heat maps. I, can, I, get, I get those built every morning. So I can see where where the traffic is and where it's not. And, you know, you can, you can spend some time with that. But, you know, success metrics for us really is around, you know, how much of your workforce are you engaging? You know, in, in a lot of private sector environments, they'll say, you know, if we can get 20 25% of our workforce to engage in this process, that's a big win. And so in our, in, in, in about our second or third year, we were hitting 50 and 55%. And, and I had people in, in, you know, big fortune 100 companies in the twin cities, looking at our analytics and saying, that's ridiculous. That's, that's twice what we've ever gotten. You know, this is General Mills and, United Health, you know, big, big companies. So I think it's, you know, again, for me, that's evidence that this is really a, an industry that that's hungry for this kind of engagement involvement. So, but so we track we track that engagement. And we, we we measure that every year. We watch, um, you know, we watch the number of ideas that come through, and, and we use that as a success metric. Although, you know, we've cautioned ourselves right, a little so bit that on too. that because this it's not so. Yeah. Yeah, it's not only quantity; it's also quality. So you know, that's it, a little bit harder to measure quality you know, in, in that way. So we, we're a little careful about that. But and then we also, as a success metric, you know, we in, in, in the private sector they you know they have these um, terms like uh, like days to market. You know, like how, how long does it take for an idea to get on the on the shelf Target, and. And so we 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 have a similar kind of metric of that. It's like it's 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 a kind of like days days to implementation. So we try to really look at you know at shrinking that window of how long it takes us to go from when we when we identify an idea as 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 a top idea, and how long does it take us to, to get implementation you know uh, status, and that's a big deal for us. I mean that's you know that's our internal pressure to say you know, we need to show staff that we're serious. We need to show them we have a bias toward action and that we're not going to sit here and just task force this thing to death. And, uh, you know, and, and I think in education, we're really good at that. We're good at meeting and talking and kind of admiring the problem. And, and, you know, we just aren't as good at saying, well, let's just create a small test of this and see if it works, you know? And, and so that's what that's what we get really good at. We train our facilitators and, and, and everybody working in this, in this area. We say you know, the, the real trick to this is get that bias toward action, design that prototype and let's get out the door and test this thing out. Right. And, and so, you know, that, that's for us, that kind of day, days to prototype days to implementation. That's, that's we try to shorten that cycle so that we can, can, can show staff that we're serious about, about, you know, um, so take their, their ideas. So, of ideas. Those are some some
1: ex- ways I, I A lot more than that, too. Would love to hear an example, either from Minnetonka or from one of the other districts you've worked with, of an idea that came out of this process that is directly impacting learning in a classroom today.
2: Well, let, let me give you a great example, and this I'll, I'll actually take this from Becker, um, Becker, Minnesota. Which for those listening outside of the Minnesota area, this is a uh, you know, it's, Becker's about about fifty miles outside of Minneapolis-St. Paul, and and it's near a, a, a outline region called Saint Cloud, Minnesota. Um, so it's uh, it's a little bit which might consider to be a rural area, although they, they've got some industry there. So it's a it's a it's a A little bit ex-urban, a little bit, I don't know. That's a great description. You you think I got that right? Okay. Uh, About 3,000 students. And uh, anyway, so they they ran their first hunt last year. And it was fascinating because their top idea um, in their big idea category was the exact same as the top idea in ours, right? It was about mental health. And it was an observation from frontline staff that they are seeing far more anxiety, far more depression, far more, you know, really really hard uh mental health issues that maybe aren't diagnosed or maybe are, or maybe they're they're you know not advanced enough to be diagnosable but they see evidence of it in the classroom and they, and we're hearing so much of this from our staff right now and i'm sure anyone listening to this who's in education is can, can is probably nodding their head saying they're seeing it too um but it's a uh, you know, so we had the exact same big idea, and so and, and and it was great because it was Becker's first time through the process, and you know their solution was we need to hire two more counselors. You know, well that's an expensive solution, and 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 so our staff knows that you know we we don't get to hire two new counselors when we have a top idea. We we develop lean solutions and we try to you know. Um, Solve a problem without spending a lot of money, and, and 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 you know, and we have with with some of our big initiatives, we've gotten to the point where they've earned a lot of investment over the years because we've grown them and they keep working, right? So you know, it, it's not that we don't have some big investment in our big uh, ideas over the years, but initially, it's got to be lean. Like you got to prove your ability to think lean about a solution. And then the investment starts to come as you prove your ability to do that. And so we get our folks excited about that. But these Becker folks, it was new to them and they were they were really frustrated because you know if you don't if you don't manage expectations correctly, people feel like, hey, my idea one, you know. Where's That's the money, right. you know, <laughs> you know they, they, they think it's a lottery, you know, and they, and they just won. And so, so our teacher, we set up a meeting with our teacher, with our idea champions from our idea and their idea champions. And we came together. So about five or six teachers from each side and a couple of administrators and, and, and our staff kind of shared with, with Becker's team, like how they're thinking about lean prototyping. And, and so like, like partnering with, a, with an agency and trying a st- strategy to see if it works. Like we, we, built, a, um, we built a prototype, which was essentially, um, we want to work with eighth grade girls and see if a six week, two day a week, lunchtime small group can help them self-manage anxiety uh, that they're feeling about life okay so that's so it's, it's it's super doable right it's a six week window it's six kids it's two hours a week right and so we built that and 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 we were testing it the next the next week i mean we were literally ready to go and and so we were showing them how to how we came up with that so then they they kind of regrouped and they they said well you know we're really close to st cloud state university so let's reach out to their you know uh uh Folks, and let's see if there's a a way to leverage re- resource. And so they found a they developed a partnership with Saint Cloud State University. Their counts their I uh, can't remember the counseling program at, at the university level, but they're now sending an intern every year over to Becker High School. And, and so they they, they got the, they got what they wanted for free. <laughs> yep, that's awesome! What a great example. You just got to think differently about solving the problem and be be resourceful and i mean it's it was so fun to watch that happen they were so excited and it's still happening this is they're in their second year of it and it's just it just continues to, to deliver you know uh, uh, excitement there because they they did it right. They took a really hard problem and they worked through the lean process and they they developed a test and it led to a, a full on partnership with St. Cloud wow, State. Wow,
1: that's fantastic! And then also to hear how you d- took a similar or uh, different approach to the same challenge in Minnetonka that also had some really exciting results. So wow,
2: yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's, uh, I mean, again, it's, it, it, I, I'm such a believer in this process and, and that, you know, what, what really you're doing, honestly, if you peel it all away, is you're yep. teaching people how to solve their own problems. Instead of, wait, instead of waiting for somebody to grant staffing or this or that, it's like it really – and, and, and like our staff, I would say now, they, they, they've internalized that. So they know we can solve our own problems. So it's not – we don't need to wait for the principal. We don't need to wait for the superintendent. It's like if we know there's a problem, we get together and we think the solutions yep. that you know, are within our control – And, and, and Hey, if it, if it goes really well, someone's going to notice and they might throw some money at this. And then we just get to do more, you know, it's, it's, it's success breeds success as a, as a, as a, you know, theory of action. Yeah.
1: Well, Eric, as we wrap up here, just, I'd love to hear a little bit more. I'm sure people listening would love to hear more. How do they learn more about the model? And if there's anything else that you haven't had a chance to share about the scaling process or um, the opportunity there, please feel free to do that. But how do we learn more so we can continue to make an impact?
2: right well you know what we are um we are uh, really trying to meet the needs that people are bringing so we've got a great partnership with united health group optum they're they are providing the software uh at a very very low price point so it's crazy affordable um we've got schools and districts on the east coast who are uh, engaged in this we've got uh, a group in ohio we've got a little a little uh uh a test running right now in, in LA Unified. So we'll kind of go where I mean we'll go to where the interest is and try to help districts do this. We're starting up a, a little nonprofit called Innovate K-12. And um and so Minnetonka Public Schools, you can Google us and just find me, Eric Schneider. I'm very easy to find on on the internet. Um, I, I tweet at Tonka Eric. Um, So a lot of people just connect with me on Twitter. Um, But uh, I mean, we're we're really excited to see districts uh, coming into this and having success. And I, you know, our goal is to, you know, provide the kind of support that people need, and try to do it as 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 inexpensively as possible. And um, you know, maybe uh, through this process, we'll find a, a way to scale it faster. But right now, we're we're kind of bootstrapping it. Um, but uh, but again, I, I've got so many great people who are saying, you know, there there will be organizations that'll be interested in supporting this financially. So I think the word. It, it's just getting the word out right now and letting folks know. And then and then if they want to try it out, I think we're just at that stage of, uh, you know, we're pretty small, but I think we can provide a lot of support and help for those that want to try it. Awesome.
1: Eric, thank you so much for joining us and look forward to continuing to see how this continues to grow and make a positive impact.
2: Awesome. Thanks for having me on, Mary. I really appreciate it.
0: Thanks to Eric for speaking with us today and Mary for taking the time to talk with him. If you enjoyed this episode, check out the Getting Smart podcast on iTunes. And while you're there, hit subscribe and rate us. We'd also love feedback from you. Share with us what things you'd like us to be covering on future podcasts. For more on all things innovations and learning, visit our blog at gettingsmart.com. For the Getting Smart podcast, this is Caroline signing off.